Hey guys, it's Shawna, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome to Simple Saturdays. For those of you who are new here, Simple Saturdays is a bi-weekly email and podcast, and it is your quick reminder that you have enough, you are enough, and you do enough. And I hope that I'm adding practical encouragement and real tips that help you apply this motto to your daily life. So let's jump in. This past weekend, I've had sick kids, I've been sick, and it has just been a lot of TV around here. Since we have the Apple TV, it's been a lot of YouTube that we watch. We usually just stick with Netflix. And so I shared in the email some of the favorite channels that we went to this weekend. One was Harlem Globetrotters. So my oldest is eight and he just totally got into basketball this year. And I thought it would be kind of fun for him to see the different ways that basketball can be fun and not always so competitive. You can see what kind of oldest child I have. And all the kids loved it. Now they asked to watch it. The other ones we watched were People Are Awesome videos. And these are compilation videos of people just doing like random, amazing stunts. Unfortunately, I also had to break it to Dawson, who's almost five, that he cannot do these without an adult teaching him first. It kind of bummed him out. Hopefully he understood me. And another one that we loved were five minute crafts. And these aren't videos where they give you tutorials and instructions. It's just watching people's hands make the crafts and it just goes from one craft to another. So it's totally relaxing. In fact, the kids fell asleep while they were watching it on the couch. And it totally reminded me, maybe you guys aren't old enough <laughs> to remember watching Bob Ross on like one of the two channels you had at home growing up. But when I was homesick, that's what I would watch Bob Ross and I would just fall asleep to his soothing voice and his little fields of little bunnies in the bushes. All right, okay, enough of that. I'll get on with Simple Saturdays. The first thing I wanna share with you guys are the lessons I learned from the first year of decluttering. So in 2015, I wrote a post called, I decluttered my home for a year, here is what I learned. And this is the most read post on my blog. And I think it just really speaks to the realities of you may be thinking of minimalism or you're starting out or you're stuck in it or you want to be re-inspired, but it speaks to the reality that minimalism isn't just totally easy. It's not decluttering your home and it's a simple process. Decluttering your home will be an emotional process because it means separating the life you want from the life that you are actually building yourself by default. And this emotional part is having your eyes open to where you've been living on default and what it has cost you or the world around you. So I wrote this post after going through the entire home. I went through every drawer, every closet, every room, and I thought I would magically end up with this like Instagrammable home that was efficient and pared down to the essentials like you open a drawer and it looks so pretty inside but along the way I really reframed how I was viewing the role of decluttering and appreciated kind of a different outcome that I was seeing so I outlined eight things that I kind of realized learned or relearned from spending that year decluttering my family home and I'm going to quickly go over them here I've also written them up in the show notes if you want to refer back to them or to the full blog post as well Number one, the line between enough and excess is easily crossed. And I know that many of us have gone through young adulthood and kind of bought the things we need around our home, but how many of us just keep buying and keep purchasing and storing and purchasing and storing to the point where our home feels kind of like a glorified storage unit? There has been a point where I had to say, I just don't have room for this anymore. I can only keep what I actually have room for. I can't keep crossing the line from enough to excess. 
The second point is I've wasted so much money. And I think that we can really look at this from a couple different angles, from consumerism um, or privilege, but really as North Americans, we have a certain privilege that we can just kind of toss dollars around for fun. So if we find something for $10, we'll tell ourselves like, oh, it's cheap, it doesn't matter, I can just throw it out if I don't like it, or it, it was only $10. So we justify buying crap because it's cheap. And I think that I was realizing we just have this culture of excess where we're so used to accumulating something every time we go out. And I just saw truckloads of stuff leave my house and I thought of all the money I had wasted on clothes, on stuff, on gifts, on just storing stuff in case I needed it. I was just so disappointed in the money I had wasted. And I think this kind of goes with um, point number three, filling space for the sake of filling space. And when I looked at all of the like home decor items or even clothes, <laughs> just things that I accumulated in my early 20s where I thought I wanted to build up my closet or decorate my home, but I was just filling space for the sake of filling space. Those things, I never really put much attention into them. I just bought them because they were easy. I didn't look at anything as an investment, like investing in a couch I love. Like I had super ugly couches that I was happy to get rid of. That was money I wasted on filling up space because I was too cheap to really invest in something that I love over time and just use something in the meantime. Another realization that was hitting me pretty hard was how much waste I had made. I can appreciate that my parents' generation didn't appreciate how limited our environment is in terms of its resources, but I think as we are becoming more and more knowledgeable that we can see all the ways that maybe we're just kind of crappy stewards of the items that we take into our care. I get stressed out about, oh man, <laughs> I get stressed out about waste, actually. I get stressed out about toothbrushes and I've started buying bamboo toothbrushes and asking my local dentist hygienist if they're going to hand out wooden toothbrushes because guys, this stuff, it doesn't just go into a landfill and just, we don't see it again. It affects our entire world and it takes crazy amounts of years for these things to disintegrate and it's not like disintegration is this clean process that things are like compost magically decomposing into things that we need for the environment no there's so many chemicals in these things okay rant over what you're seeing here is someone who has a degree in environmental health and is having her eyes open to how she's contributing to the problem so this realization of how much waste i was making just made me feel really crappy because even though it didn't feel like all of us are contributing to this bigger global problem, we all have decisions we can make about how we're spending our money and what we're spending our money on and move towards more zero waste. Not to say I do this everywhere and I do it well, but I think it can be a process that we just at least get started at some spot in our life in some small way. Another realization I had, and this just starts digging into the identity clutter issue, and I'll link that post in the show notes as well. And that issue is that buying stuff, consuming stuff can become such a distraction for who we actually really are underneath all of that stuff. And going through your home and decluttering, you're forced to make these choices on what you're going to keep. And those choices have to really put you face to face with knowing who you are and getting to know yourself better. Most of the stuff in your house is just a distraction from who you are and getting to know yourself better. The next one, and I think all moms can just raise their hands in the air to this one, life is messy. Minimalism isn't about a spotless home. 
I believe that minimalism is about clearing out the clutter and the excess so you can live life in your space and life still happens and life gets messy. Our table's always covered in crafts and Legos because that's what the kids love. But that's also kind of the only things we really have around. And cleanup is faster and easier without all of the different toys in all of the different places. So we just stick to a few, but life still happens in our home. And you'll see that on my Instagram stories. We're minimalists, but we also live here. That also brings me to minimalism is a mindset, not an end goal. And I would love to say I'm done decluttering, but I see that it's ongoing. There's constantly a rotation when you have kids of clothes and toys and furniture. So we're constantly changing how we use the space and what's in the space. And we're also constantly being aware of what's being brought into the home. So it's not just you declutter once and it's done forever. You do a big declutter and it's usually done for like the bulk of everything. But minimalism is a mindset in how you approach where stuff is, what you keep, how you shop, how you store things, how long you keep things for. If you consider minimalism to be an end goal, then you will feel defeated. But when you think of minimalism as a mindset, you'll feel that it is an ongoing process. And finally, it leads to more. And in my case, decluttering my home led me to reassess my whole life, like overthink this, let's take it (laughs) to the end. And I realized just how painfully complacent I was in how I handled my stuff, my relationships, my health, my dreams. And minimalism became that action that brought me face to face with my decisions and my clutter and the way I felt life was just passing me by. And so it really spurred me to get into trying to live life on purpose and has even led me to becoming a life coach. And that segues so nicely, Oh man, so good. That segues so nicely into telling you about the two freebies that I have up on the website now. And if you caught the bonus episodes recently, you heard me mention them. It is the Live Your Values and Live Your Vision worksheets. And I want to just review really quickly why these are an important way to start intentional living or life on purpose. So the first one is values. And I think when we think of the word values, it feels corporate. It feels stuffy. We don't really see how it can apply to maybe just a mom who's kicking it at home with her kids. But I want you to think for a minute about the things you want to do that you think would be fun or energizing, the things that make you feel vibrant, that light you up. And what if I told you that those things you think will light you up aren't actually what is driving you? We talk a lot about vision goals and they're great, we're going to step into that next, but they aren't actually the things that lights you up. When you think about the things that you want to do, you're going to see a theme. And the theme is who you get to be when you are doing the things. Who you get to be tells you your values. Values matter. They matter to how we live our lives. And if we aren't in tune with our values, we're not going to be able to live in line with them and start making choices on how we spend our time, our money, our resources, our energy that are constantly in line with our values. And we're going to feel overwhelmed or frustrated with life. And we're probably going to feel like something's wrong with our life or with ourselves. So often what it comes down to is we've just lost touch with our values. So stop by the link in the show notes. You can read more about values and get that worksheet for yourself. It's easy, it's quick, and it helps you identify those values that you want to live by and that you want to make your daily decisions by. The next one is live your vision. And if you want to make any kind of change in your life ever for anything, maybe it's at work, maybe it's at home, maybe it's in your health, you always need to know where you are going. You need a vision and not just kind of like a vague idea of something you hope for. It would be nice in the future. I I hope I'm happy. I hope I'm healthy. No, you need a clear vision and not just for your general life, but for each area of your life. That's what the Life on Purpose workbook digs into. And this is where I have pulled these freebie worksheets from. I've condensed them down into just like easy starters to 
get you started because I believe that setting a vision will change your life. You can stop by the link in the show notes to read a blog post about why it changes your life, but I'll give you one of my favorite highlights and that is it means you are finally listening to yourself. If you don't know what you want in life, have you ever stopped and asked yourself? Have you ever asked yourself really good questions? These worksheets are really good questions to help you uncover the vision you have for the different areas of your life. So those are the two worksheets. Live your vision, live your values, stop by the show notes and get the worksheets for yourself. I would love to hear how they're going for you. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook or email me and let me know if you have questions about it. If you want to tag me on Instagram of you using them, that would be amazing. I am always here to help out. And you can find links in the show notes for where to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and email. Thanks for hanging out with me for another Simple Saturday. If you are not subscribed, please do subscribe if this is a podcast you want to see regularly in your podcast player. Have a great weekend and remember, you have enough, you are enough, and you do enough.